Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Did Jesus die with the COVID-19 virus so we didn't have to for Christians? Is that what happened on the cross? Is that what happened when Jesus breathed his last breath and said, It is finished. I have now died with the COVID-19 virus so you, believers, don't have to. So you don't have to bear it. You are not going to get this as a true believer that has not sinned, that is faithful, and that gives your money to the church. You will not get the COVID-19 virus because I died on the cross with it. Is that really what Jesus died for so we couldn't get the COVID-19 virus? So the people that have died from this virus, does that mean that they're not really true believers? Did they not have enough faith? Did they have some sort of sin in their life that caused them to get COVID-19? Why have professing believers gotten this virus and died? Especially if Jesus died with it so we didn't have to. Some of you may be thinking, what in the world are you talking about? You're off your rocker. Well, sounds like it, doesn't it? There is a church... I say church. I'm going to say that loosely. Uh, if you got air quotes, I, I'm, I'm doing air quotes right now. There's a church in my town, in the city I live in, that put this on their Facebook page yesterday. They are still meeting, by the way, physically gathering at their building. And they say this. They have a picture of a, of a cross with this white sash around it. And it says, Jesus died with COVID-19 so that you didn't have to bear it. And then in the bottom of this picture, they have 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says, he who knew no sin, and then in parentheses, they have the word sickness, became sin, parentheses, sickness. So we could become the righteousness, and in parentheses, they have health of God in him. Now, many of you listening to this are already rolling your eyes. You're already thinking this is not biblical. This is a classic twisting of Scripture. And yes, mind you, it is very much a twisting of Scripture. It is a Scripture taking way out of context. And it is something that we are going to talk about here today. So did Jesus really die with the COVID-19? And did he die for all of our sicknesses, whether that be the flu, the common cold, cancer, Did he die so that we didn't have to bear it? Now, judging by this just atrocious form of twisting of Scripture, then this means that every believer that has ever gotten sick in their lifetime has gotten sick as a result of something in their life that should not be there. According to this, that's all I can think about. And when I know the church that this comes from, I I know exactly what they're trying to say. But listen to this. This is what the Facebook post says along with this picture. The first death of COVID-19 actually happened 2,000 years ago. The Bible tells us that Jesus took on every sin, sickness, 
and every disease. Jesus bore it so you wouldn't have to. Salvation provided forgiveness and healing. If you'll believe, you can receive it. Now, I would say this. Yes, there is healing in salvation. There is a, there is a, a forgiveness that goes along with salvation, a forgiveness of sins as we repent of our sin and trust in Christ for salvation. There is a forgiveness there. And there is a healing that happens. But listen to this. This is a classic scripture misinterpretation or classic twisting of scripture. And it can all be traced back. I know that we read 2 Corinthians 5.21 on this post, but we can all trace this back to Isaiah chapter 53. Matter of fact, it's Isaiah 53 verse 5. Let's, let's, let me just read this to you. All we, no, I'm sorry. Let me back up. That's six. But he, being Jesus, was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Now, this is a classic verse that um, the prosperity preachers and those that have healing powers, and again, I'm doing air quotes, quote unquote, healing powers, they like to go run to and say that this scripture teaches that by the stripes of Jesus, by the beating that he took, by those stripes, by those cat of nine tails that were across his back, because of those, we are healed physically. Now, this is not what the Bible teaches. What tends to happen is a lot of people want to do hermeneutical gymnastics. So uh, they'll try to twist and, and, and form a scripture to fit their worldview and the narrative that they want to put forth. Now, what this is doing here is this person, this pastor, this church is taking a passage of scripture and they have pinpointed it. And even the 2 Corinthians 5.21 scripture, they have pinpointed these two scriptures. They have taken them and they've made one mean the other when that simply is not what it means. So what we have to do when we take a look at scripture, when we take a look at the Bible, we can't form a theology off of one or two passages of scripture. Now we have to form our doctrine and our theology from the whole counsel of God. We can't just take a couple of passages of scriptures, have our theology, form our doctrine, and then put out crazy statements like this. This is reckless, it's damaging to the body of Christ, it is not God-honoring, it is not Christ-exalting, it is full-blown false teaching. Because in light of the totality of Scripture, when we read the Bible, when we study the Bible, when we understand what the Bible is saying, then we know that these stripes that Jesus took, these stripes that Jesus bore, these things that he took for us on our behalf, these healed us spiritually. These will heal people spiritually. If you repent of your sin and trust in Christ, you will be healed spiritually, not physically. And unfortunately, this is the route that this church and this pastor has chosen to go down because uh, it's clear that they think that this is a, a, a physical healing. Now, I know so many people that are believers that have not been healed of some sort of ailment. Now, according to this pastor and this church, they had not. They have not been healed of their diseases or their um, disabilities because they don't have enough faith. Now, these are some of the faith, most faithful men and women that I know. 
and not even people I know. You can look and watch uh, the American Gospel documentary. You can watch these things. You can see men and women that love Jesus and that have all the faith in the world. Men, I'm thinking about Justin Peters. Justin Peters has cerebral palsy. He tells of a story in American Gospel where he was trying to get down to one of these faith healers so he could be healed when he was a little boy of his cerebral palsy and be able to walk like a normal child and be able to grow up and do all these things like normal. And what happens is these these people, these guards over this faith healer, they saw him coming, so they kind of directed him off to the side and told his father to go over and pray for his healing. They never let him get up to the quote-unquote faith healer. Now, he had all the faith in the world that father, his father did, trying to take him up as a little boy to have his cerebral palsy healed, but they did not allow him to get there. Why? Because this stuff is a sham. This faith healing stuff you see on TV, this faith healing stuff you see on your social media, it is all a sham that is not God-honoring and God-glorifying, and it does not exalt Christ, and I think it flies in the face of true scripture, especially when you have churches that are taking the Bible and they are misrepresenting the scriptures. They're misrepresenting God. They're misrepresenting Christ in their uh, heresies. This is not orthodoxy Christianity. This is not biblical orthodoxy. This is outside of biblical Christianity because Jesus did not die for every single person that would believe in him to be physically saved from all of their ailments. How many people do you know that suffer from some sort of physical disability, some sickness, some cancer, something they have going on in their life? They've prayed for God to heal them. They prayed for God to take it from them. They remain faithful, yet they still possess this sickness or whatever it, the case may be with the person you know. Now, you know them probably as some of the most faithful people that you have ever met, yet here we find someone still gathering together. Now, I know there are many brothers in this world, there are many brothers in this nation that I love, that I care about, that I see their reasonings for still gathering on the Lord's Day. They're taking precautions, they're doing things, they're telling people if you have a fever, stay home. Now, I personally think this is the best thing to do is kind of to to move everything away from the physical gathering right now, but I'm not going to condemn a brother in Christ for continuing to meet. However, when I see stuff like this, when I see stuff like Jesus had COVID-19 and he died with it, so you don't have to bear it. Now, this is flat out wrong. This is wrong, especially when they take not only Isaiah 53.5 out of context, they take Isaiah 53.5 out of context, which lets them take 2 Corinthians 5.21 out of context. He who knew no sin. Now, sin, what is sin? They have it as sickness. Now, it could be a spiritual sickness. I'll give them that, but that's not what they're going for here. They're going for a physical sickness. So whether it's COVID-19, whether it's the flu, whether it's cancer, this is what they're talking about, that this is a, a physical sickness. So what is sin in the Bible? We have to understand that it is not a sickness physically. Sin is anything that God hates, anything that goes against his word, anything that is opposite of what he calls us to. So in other words, lying, cheating, stealing, sexual immorality, idolatry, witchcraft, drunkenness, debauchery, all these types of things that we see in scriptures fall under the umbrella of sin. These are things that we should not do as believers, and we should not take part in them. These are all things that are spiritually 
wrong with us, not physically wrong with us. Now, in, in, in case of them looking at this in a physical sort of way, now, they don't understand that because one man sinned, sin and death spread to all men, Romans chapter 5. So, in other words, what we could say then is because Adam was sick, I guess maybe he had a common cold, maybe he had the flu, I don't know what he had, but apparently, if we're looking at their biblical view of God and sin and humanity, then that must mean that Adam was sick with some sort of physical ailment, and because he ate the fruit or of the tree, or at least he didn't stop Eve from eating the fruit, because of this original sin in the garden, which, in other, what is the sin then? See, we're already running up against a brick wall because there's so many questions to be answered. What is, the, what is the fruit, what does Satan have to do with anything if they were just sick, right? If they were just physically sick, maybe they had a stomach virus, then there's no need for Satan. In other words, in their view, then because Adam had a stomach virus, stomach viruses spread to all men. This is, this is not right, Sin is hated by God. It's a spiritual sickness, a fallenness, a condemnation that goes along with sin outside of Christ, of course. So this sin that we see in the Bible is a spiritual sin that could be physical as well, but not in the sense of physical sickness. See, we can take somebody's life, but that sin already happened in our heart when we murdered. We just might take it to the physical realm and actually do it physically. Now, that's not what they're talking about. They're simply talking about sickness. And you have to see that this is going to run into so many problems. You're going to have so many questions. But here's the thing. They're believing and trusting God that nobody that comes in there is going to get sick. Well, here's the thing. They're also taking precautions. Why are they taking precautions? Maybe because people that are going to still gather with them are not going to be truly believers, maybe they're not going to have faith, maybe they're not going to give enough in the offering that day. A whole lot of things may go on, a whole lot of things may happen, but they're taking precautions. If you have a fever, they're asking you to stay home. If you uh, feel sick, they're asking you to stay home. They're asking the elderly to stay home. They are uh, taking precautions. They're wiping everything down. They're doing all these things. Listen, if Jesus died with it so long ago and you don't have to bear it, why are the precautions? You see, this is not consistent. There's no consistency here. If you're taking precautions, then you've just destroyed your own view because you're basically saying that if you believe it, you can receive it, and you don't have to have the COVID-19 virus. This is going to be a tremendous tragedy when half this congregation gets the COVID-19. I hope they don't. Listen, our theology does not align uh, I personally do not think they are a church. I don't think they are brothers and sisters in Christ. I think their view of salvation is a false gospel that Paul preaches about in Galatians. I think it should be accursed. I think they should be accursed. I pray that they would repent of their sin and trust the true Christ of the Bible, that they would understand true biblical salvation, that they'll understand what the Word of God is saying, what, what God has said already, and not try to twist the Scripture, and would use the whole counsel of God to shape their theology and form their doctrine. I hope all of that happens, but as of right now, I have to say that these people are in sin. If you have a legitimate reason why you're still gathering as a congregation and you're taking precautions and doing things like that, then I'm going to support you as a brother in Christ, 
as the leaders of those churches, I'm, I'm supporting those brothers. I, I may not agree, but I'm going to support them with everything in me. What I can't support is false doctrine, is a bad, bad theology, a bad view of God. This is the same church that had Jesse Duplantis about a year and a half ago at their congregational meeting. And it's on YouTube. You can find it. You can look up. uh, You can probably YouTube Jesse Duplantis, Jonesboro, Arkansas, and you can find it. And you may say, why are you leading people towards this church? Well, it's a waking church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. I think people need to know to stay away from it because this is false teaching. And we need to warn people about false teaching. So this is the same church that had Jesse Duplantis about a year and a half ago right here in my city. And the bulk of the thing is the material blessings, the financial bless- blessings, the prosperity, the sowing a seed. So they're word of faith. They're word of faith crowd. And I'll just put my cards on the table. I personally do not believe that word of faith people, word of faith congregants, I don't believe that they belong to the church, the church universal and I don't believe they're a local church. I believe they're a local assembly that are gathering and they're exploiting Christ. They're uh, using the name of God and in the, in the name of Jesus for financial and material wealth and, and gain. They're not preaching suffering. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches us that anybody that desires to live a godly life in Christ will, in fact, suffer and be persecuted. These people, they may think this is being persecuting, that they're being persecuted by the backlash they've received on uh, Facebook, but this is just backlash from being ignorant, if I may say so myself. This is just backlash from them being, uh, twisting the scriptures, teaching something that is not biblical, and still gathering together in the name of heresy. This is not in the name of Christ. Let's be, let's be real here. This is not a gathering in the name of Christ. This is a gathering to exploit the name of Christ, to line pocketbooks, to manipulate people into their false worldview, their false view of God. This is not a biblical view of God. This is a false view, and it's going to end up causing people to stand before the Lord on Judgment Day and hearing these very words, Depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. For I never knew you. And some of you may say, well, well, Stephen, that's kind of harsh. No, it's not harsh. It's in the Bible. Matter of fact, let's, let's kind of look at this real quick. It's in Matthew chapter 7. Let me, I didn't have this marked in my Bible, so I'm going to have to, uh, here it is right here. This is Jesus. He says this, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, verse 23 says of Matthew chapter 7, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. This is a very important passage of scripture for us to consider. I'd be willing to bet that they say, but we're doing this in the name of Jesus. We're doing this because we have faith in Christ, because we cast out demons. We have done all these things in your name. We prophesy in your name. We name it and claim it in your name. We do all of these things. But Jesus says, 
Depart from me, for I don't know you. I never knew you. And I'm afraid that's what many people that are being manipulated by churches, not just like this one, but ones all over the country, all over the world, we find people that are being manipulated by preachers. I say that loosely. Man, I don't even want to say the word preacher. Air quotes, preachers and pastors. They're being manipulated by these people. This church I'm talking about would fall under the same theological ideology of Kenneth Copeland. Now, some of you may have seen your social media scrolls. Scrolls? Maybe you've scrolled on social media. Wow. If you have a scroll you're getting your information on, I'd like to hear from you and talk with you. But many of you have probably seen on your social media, Kenneth Copeland standing Behind the pulpit, he's not behind the pulpit or a podium. He's on the stage. He's on a platform at his church. Again, air quotes. And he is praying that the coronavirus be gone. It hasn't got a place here anymore. It's under Christ. It's it's gone. All these things. And yet today, as the news ticks, there's news of people infected with coronavirus. So uh, apparently it did not leave as... Kenneth Copeland named and claimed. But Jesse Duplantis is the same way, the same Jesse Duplantis is the same one that's been to this church. He is needing a $54 million jet. I don't know if he ever got that jet, but I know he was looking for it and and wanting to get it. Uh, So not sure if he achieved that yet, but that's what he was doing, asking people to sow a seed so he could get his jet, so he could go spread his heresy all over the world much faster. See, these people are only concerned about material possessions, health, wealth, and prosperity. They are not concerned about following the true Christ and suffering as Christ has suffered. We talked about this a little bit in the last episode, that we as believers are going to suffer, that that it's clear, the Bible is clear that we're going to suffer. And... Some of us may suffer by getting COVID-19. Can I just be honest? I mean, this may be part of suffering in our, in our lifetime. This may be something that we get. It may be something that we die from. It may be something that we get but we recover from. Who knows? But the f- fact of the matter is we don't know what suffering we are going to receive, but we should know that as true believers, we're going to suffer. There's, we sh- there's no way around it. There's no way out of it. It's just part of God's plan for his people. And just as we talked about, it's working. he's working all things out for your good, if you're a believer, but ultimately for his glory. So I don't see anywhere. I mean, ultimately, I know God's getting his glory from this, but I don't know, and it's hard for me to see, what good is going to come from this. Now, I think it's important that people know this and hear this and understand this to be extremely heretical and backwards and not biblical at all. We have to understand this, and I want people to know that no, Jesus did not die with COVID-19 so that you didn't have to bear it. Makes me think of the passage of Scripture that God will never put anything on you that you can't handle, and in fact, He's you're going to have many things in this life that you can't handle 
that you can't bear. But praise God, that passage of Scripture says that he has given you a way out, and that is him. That is to submit to his word. That is to be in prayer. That is to fall in submission and who God is. So we have all of these scriptures surrounding each other, and they're using it to exalt this man-made thinking that is manipulative, it is heretical, and does not fall in the realms of biblical Christianity. Now, I know that many people are going to see this, and they're going to agree with it. They're going to attend this church on Sunday, and... They're going to push back. They're going to say that you don't know what you're talking about. This is right. However, it all goes back to what I've said earlier in the podcast. We must form our theology and our doctrine from the totality of Scripture. We must study the Scriptures. We must study them from gener- generation <laughs> generation to revelous. Uh, Genesis to Revelation. We must study the whole counsel of God and to see how Genesis cooperates with Revelation, how the Old Testament cooperates with the New Testament, the New Testament cooperates with the Old Testament. We can't be unhitching anything. It all goes together. We must study it and understand it all together. We must know that a true believer is going to suffer, and we must know that bad things are going to happen to true believers, no matter if you are have all the faith in the world, have no sin in your life, and whatever else you can think of. Everybody in this world is going to suffer, even the unbeliever and especially the believer, because we can't have the benefits of Christ without the suffering like Christ. So to say things like Jesus died with COVID-19 so that you didn't have to bear it is reckless. And I would encourage anyone that's in this word of faith movement that uh, believes anything like this, that would look on your TV at Kenneth Copeland and, and Jesse Duplantis, and you see these men, and you would say, well, I believe what they're saying is true, then I would encourage you to repent of your sin and trust the true Christ of the Bible, to put your faith in Jesus Christ that he came and he died for your sins. All of those things that God hates, all of those things that you have done, all of those sins that you've committed, yes, you have lied. Yes, you have murdered, maybe not physically with your hands, but in your heart you've murdered, you've blasphemed, you've taken the Lord's name in vain. You have told a lie, you have stolen You have dishonored your parents. You have not loved your neighbor. You have made an idol out of Christ, out of God. You have put other gods before him. And you think, I've not put any gods before the God of the Bible. Yes, you have. Your phone, your TV, your, your Facebook page. There's many things that we can make little gods and put before the one true God of the Bible. So I would encourage you to understand that Jesus died for your sins, not your sickness. He didn't become the flu. He didn't become cancer. He didn't become COVID-19. He became sin. Who knew no sin? So that we might become the righteousness of God. Now, they say righteousness is health. That is a spiritual health that begins at salvation. The moment of salvation, when this process begins, we are justified, meaning we are declared not guilty. We receive the righteousness of God, which means when God looks at us, he looks at us as though he's looking at Christ. Christ intercedes on our behalf. It doesn't mean that we are healthy. 
It doesn't mean that we are going to never get sick. It just means we are in right standing with God through the shed blood of Christ. And even if we get sick and die of cancer, COVID-19, or if we die from the common flu, we are still dying as true believers who have been saved by God's grace through faith in Christ alone for the glory of God alone. So please, during this time, don't call, don't let anything like this slip by you without calling it to somebody's attention. I pray that if somebody's in this Word of Faith movement, that they will repent of their sin and trust Christ and get out of there faster than they got in it. I pray that they would find a biblical church in their area. If that's you, if you don't know a biblical church in your area, please reach out to me. Doctrine Matters Podcast at gmail.com. I will find you a biblical church for you to attend. I promise you I will help you, but it is time to get out of this material possessions, this man exalting, and, and in most cases, pastor exalting. When you look at these men, like even this on this church's Facebook page with this picture of this cross, up in the top right hand corner is the pastor's name and ministries underneath it. So make no mistake about it. These men promote themselves. These men, they are doing bad things in the eyes of God. And it is our job to set out truth from the word of God. Get out of these word of faith churches. Get out of them. Run out of them fast. They're dangerous. These men are exalting themselves. They're manipulating people to make themselves a nice little living, earn a nice little paycheck. So I pray that you would leave. I pray that you would see the light. Jesus died. Those stripes that he took was for your healing, but it was for your spiritual healing because you were dead in your sins and trespasses. There's nothing good in you. You have no good, no righteousness, nothing. You're running from God. Sin has infected you. If we want to talk about something being infected, you are infected with the curse of sin. You have sin in you. You are living to exalt and follow the prince of the power of the air, the Bible says, and that's Satan. So you're living to please Satan. There's darkness within you. I pray by God's grace he would call you out of that darkness and call you into his marvelous light. It is a beautiful thing to see a person, a man or woman, who is unregenerate be saved by the grace of God, for the glory of God, and it's all in Christ alone. So repent of your sin and trust Christ if you're not a Christian. And you know, I don't ever want you to get to judgment and hear, depart from me, you worker of lawlessness, for I never knew you. That is not something I want you to hear. That is not something I want the Word of Faith churches to hear. I do not want the pastor of this church to hear that. I do not want Jesse DePlantis to hear that. I do not want Kenneth Copeland, Todd White, and all those other guys and women to hear that. I pray that they would repent of their sin and trust Christ. And if you don't know Christ, I pray that you would trust him, repent of your sin, and put your faith in Jesus and, and Jesus Christ alone. And if you're a believer and you know it, then I pray that the Holy Spirit is sanctifying you. And if you run across these things, we can't be silent. We got to speak up. We have to warn people. We have to let them know because the truth hurts. It's going to be offensive. People are going to get upset, 
but I'd rather people get upset with me for speaking truth than to continue to let them believe a lie. So those are my thoughts on that issue. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I pray that you would find it beneficial and helpful, and I pray that you would help somebody else that may be struggling with the word of faith or any other denomination that is unbiblical. Until next time, God bless you. Have a good one.